Did you know that if you're an independent home improvement retailer, you are already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association? The NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways. From Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become a better, more profitable business owner. To learn about what NRHA is doing for you, visit nrha.org. Welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailing's podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. Today, we're talking to Ryan Lindner of Three Ace Hardware Stores in Wisconsin and Blake Burgess of York Ace Hardware, David City Ace Hardware, and North Platte Ace Hardware, all located in Nebraska. These two gentlemen here that I have on the podcast today have stores in different parts of the country, and now they have their own podcast called The Pal Pod, where they interview Ace Hardware Store owners from across the country. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, but to get started, could each of you introduce yourselves and tell our listeners just a little bit about your businesses? I'll go first, Ryan. Uh, my family has three stores in Northeast Wisconsin. Uh, centered around Green Bay. Green Bay is our, one of our second store is our second store, okay. um, but located around Green Bay. Um, my parents bought the, our first store in Manitowoc thir- in 1992. It's 30 minutes south of Green Bay. Yeah. Um, grew up grew up in the business. Um, started working at a very young age, like uh, most family businesses, and uh, enjoy it. Enjoyed it growing up and and got into it after college and and here i am now that's awesome i i have to say it and i know you mentioned it in the episode where you guys interviewed each other but um manitowoc i just think of going back to podcasts uh or was that a it was the the story with stephen avery i don't know if it was a podcast but it was it was definitely on netflix i'm sure you hear that all the time (laughs) when it was big yeah everyone said oh you're from manitowoc did he do it and uh it's always fun knowing people in, in those videos. I don't know if it's fun for them, but yeah. um, seeing people seeing people you know you go to church with or out and about in the community that are, that are Netflix sensations, even though no one knows their name. It's just so nuts how that stuff takes over. But I had to I had to have a plug before we dive in. Um, Blake, do you mind introducing yourself as well? Tell us a little bit about, about yeah, your business uh, and and all of that. Yep, uh, Blake Burgess. Uh, I have three stores in Nebraska. York, Nebraska, which is about 45 minutes east of Lincoln, right on Interstate 80. Okay. And uh, so we bought that in 2010. And then the David City one we bought in 2014. And then North Platte, which is out in western Nebraska, we bought that in 2017. Uh, Unlike Ryan, I did not grow up in the hardware business. And I didn't go to school for it either. But I took a long and convoluted route to where I'm at. And uh, couldn't be happier, though. Uh, it's a great business to be in and uh, good friends and just really enjoying it. So, Yeah. So I, I love the, the kind of um, the, the parallels with both of your stories and, and the differences, though, because um, there are a lot of retailers in our industry that came from the family background. But then there's a lot that um, decided and, and kind of stumbled upon it and fell in love with it. And you both end up staying there for the same reason. But, um, 
maybe could could you guys each like Ryan do you mind telling us a little bit about like the business growing up and what it was like being in the store and maybe what your specific um areas of like what your customers look for at each of your at your businesses if there's any difference between the three sure yeah grow, growing up you know it was different when i when it first started uh, we had a large garden center one of my jobs growing up was always watering the, the flowers and the bushes in summer and taking care of the garden center at a young age mm-hmm. and uh we don't we had the 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 stand for it still the, the the structure of the garden center but we don't do any bushes or trees or anything like that we still do flowers out of our greenhouse but it's just changed the way we do business and for the most part um i i did everything growing up i, I did maintenance on our equipment i i ran the register i helped customers um just grew up in the business learned a lot doing it um from my dad who was, was very handy mm-hmm. um as far as the store goes we're basically your, your hardware store. We don't do um, much of a niche business other than basic hardware store grilling stuff, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so it, our customers are just looking for basic hardware needs from us and the, the expertise that we offer and how to fix things around their house. Did you have any siblings involved in the business or were, was it always you knew that this was going to be where you would end up or was it a surprise to you? I always knew I'd, I'd get back in the business. I had thoughts about doing other things throughout high school and college, but I always knew I wanted to run my own business. Um, my siblings don't have the same passion for business as I do. They have more of the uh, um, computer savvy and numbers things that my, my sister's an actuary, my brother's a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. So they like doing that, that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm stuck with the, the business if I want it from my, <laughs> my parents. And, and I, I do want it because it is a fun thing to do something different every day, even though it's the same same building and same customer base yeah so are you second generation then in your family you said your your parents started it right correct yeah my parents bought the business from owners that wanted to retire in 92 and i'm the second generation cool do you have any children do you think you'll have anyone down the line take over from you i have i have two children uh four and two it's a little too Um, soon to say huh (laughs) well they both love coming to the store um they, they know what store we're going to and and they can describe things, and, and they help out. They wear their ace gear, and it, it's fun oh, just being around them at work. That's so cute. That's the best part, I think, about this industry is the family aspect. Um, yep. Well, I'd love, Blake, to hear a little bit about your story. And, you know, as I was doing my research about you guys, um, I saw that you had been a young retailer of the year a couple of years ago as well, correct, through NRHI? Yep. Uh- had been 2014, 15. Yeah, I so I, I saw you, and it looked like you just probably had the one store at the time. But maybe um, tell right. us just a little bit about your your journey and how you got into this industry. I'm really curious. Uh, like I said, like I said, it's a uh, it was a long journey to how I ended up here. Uh, let's see, I graduated college 2003. Um, got a sports and wellness management degree. Uh, basically, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, so, got that degree, kind of went into that for a little bit. And then it's like, I don't really enjoy this that much. And so I started working for construction guy, then ended up going back to college. Uh, what ended up happening is I ended up down at Sterling College mm-hmm. uh, in Kansas, where I met my wife at from mutual friend she was going to a different college and so we got married and uh ended up <laughs> i 
decided I want to go back to school again. Yeah. And so we went to ended up in Des Moines. I was going to get my uh, master's in public health. Um, and as I was doing that, I'm like, we need a part time, you know, part time job. So I got a a job. Uh, my cousin, who was in Des Moines, still there actually. He knew a guy who was starting an H hardware there. So he's like, I'll hook you up with this guy, good friend. And he's like, okay. And so went and met him and uh, hired me on part time. And then I was going to school, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I hate school. I love learning, but I just hate all the schoolwork, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go to full-time if he's okay with that. So I asked Doug Kappel, his name, and uh, he was okay with that. And so I was there for three years. Uh, He promoted me to assistant manager. And then in 2010, my father-in-law came to us. Uh, he lives in a small town here close to York. Mm-hmm. came to me and my wife and were like, hey, we'll help you buy this Ace Hardware. It's obviously a ploy to get his daughter back home. I love and it. She was pregnant with her first. Yeah, so uh, wanting to keep our the grandkids close. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, it's still a gamble, right? I mean, we'd only been married three years, and obviously you trust your who your kids marry, but there's always, you know, whatever, that chance that – the guy's a yeah <laughs> doesn't know they what wanna, he's doing or they whatever keep an eye on her <laughs> yeah so uh i mean he he invested in me and and, and casey my wife and he's like we'll help you out and originally we were like i don't think so we're not ready for that but as we sat down and we discussed and we talked to doug uh the store owner there in west des moines uh we came to the conclusion it, it's the right time to like the longer we stayed in des moines it would be harder to leave yeah. And it would be more entrenched. And so it's like, might as well do it now. So uh, age of 29, yes, that's when I, right before my birthday, we bought the store here wow. and moved back to York and had a kid. Uh, our, our oldest was born in May. So we bought a store and had a kid all in the same summer. Um, that's a lot. Since we're a glutton for... <laughs> and moving, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And since we're a glutton for punishment, we had another kid in two years and another store in another two years and then another kid and then another store. So if you have a, do you have a fourth child or if not, then that means you need to open a fourth (laughs) store. It sounds like. No, no, no fourth child. Uh, And hopefully eventually we'll get to that fourth store. But right now uh, we got to get caught back up cash wise to uh, be able to do that. So (laughs) exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think it was so cool. So uh, we launched um, hardware retailing. Decided last year that we were like, we want to do podcasts. You know, we we have been telling retailer stories through the magazine for over a hundred years, um, and mm-hmm. so as this medium has just really grown and and gone crazy, um, we were like, why don't we try our hand at podcasts? So last year, both myself um, and Dan Trottenjack, who he has a podcast where he interviews um, execs in the industry called Taking Care of Business. And then the one that you're on with me right now, Tell Me More, um, I came from the editorial side of things. So I wrote for the magazine for years. I have been to so many trade shows. I've talked to retailers. I've visited hundreds of stores probably at this point. Um, And when I made the shift to the association side, um, I wanted to still have that storytelling aspect in my in my role. And so this just was the perfect fit. But as we've been doing it, and we only do maybe about an episode a month for for each podcast, 
eventually that might change just depends um but i always saw your guys's podcast pop up as a recommended like if you listen to this you should listen to the pal pod podcast um so i started listening and really enjoyed kind of your guys's stories and the ability you had to connect with other retailers in the industry so off the bat i just wanted to give you props on that um but i'd love to just hear um how you guys met and how your story and the podcast came to be. Yeah, that's Blake. I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, first of all, thanks for uh, the props. Uh, you know, it is hard, you know, to, you got a job and you got stores and you yeah. got other stuff and it's like, let's squeeze a podcast in too. Right, Ryan. And, <laughs> that's uh, difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. And we try to do the same thing. We try to uh, do one or two a month. Uh, depending on how much time we can get in there. Ryan's been better at it lately than me uh, in interviewing people. But anyways, uh, Ryan and I met through the PAL group, which stands for Progressive Ace Leaders. Uh, in fact, Ryan and I had a little discussion this morning before we got on this call. Uh, when we actually met, we both decided it was in 2013, but honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but really, it was at a PAL group in San Antonio where we kind of sat down and really kind of got to know each other. Uh, and I wouldn't say, like, we hit it off as best friends. You know, we're good friends, uh, but it's not like we share things all the time with each other. But uh, it was how I got into a podcast was I, I've i been pushed by one of my friends who lives here around here locally. Uh, it's like, hey, you're good at talking, fairly <laughs> decent at talking. You like stories, that kind of stuff. Like, you should just do a podcast. It's good. You know, we, me and my friend, his name's Taylor. We listen to Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. If you oh, don't yeah. listen to him, you know, he, he's all about that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just more content, you know, selling yourself a little bit too. And uh, I think, and I think it's important uh, that we sell, we, uh, we tell these stories. Uh, you start looking at social media and all this stuff. Like, anybody can get on there and spout off on each other. But once you actually know somebody, you know, I, I think it's healthy uh to know people right yeah we did we did this as part of being a the ace thing right it's out there for everybody but it'll strengthen the ace brand uh that we are sharing each other's stories and then i mean i went to an event here in vegas and i had i don't know how many people came up to me hey i appreciate all the stories and uh, your podcast and it's important and it strengthens our brand and it strengthens just the the community within ace as we do it for sure uh, that's really why i launched it and uh i picked ryan because obviously like i said we're friends we've gone back a little bit and uh, i heard ryan on a couple he'd done a couple podcasts with somebody else and like yeah he, ryan's good at asking questions he's uh he's very conversational and so i'm like ryan would be great to do this uh and like i said we're friends and so it was fun yeah. and what we found out too was it's hard to do a podcast with two people interviewing one person. So we actually, the, the last couple of ones we split it off and that's what, what we're doing now kind of is uh, I do my own, he does his own. Then we just time together. It also gives us more time to work in the stores, right? Definitely. Instead of have to schedule everything out. So for sure. Um, so Ryan, what, what was your thoughts when he approached you and said, Hey, do you want to, do you want to start this thing? And and what have you enjoyed about doing it so far? I think I told him I'm just along for the ride, so just you know, drag me wherever you go, and <laughs> and that'll be fine with me. But um, you know, I, I I'm not a big speaking in public type of guy. I'll do it. I'm not a big um, 
you know, social media guy where I'm not going to sit up there and, and talk with people, but um, it's been fun. I enjoy doing it more so than I thought I would. Um, I really think that this can, can take off and, and last for quite a number of years with the, the way podcasts are, are evolving and more people are listening to them. Yeah. Uh, it's got me, it's gotten me to listen to more podcasts myself and, and to really take notes of what people are saying, which ones they listen to so I can listen to them myself. Uh, but it's just, it's just been a fun experience the past, uh, what has been eight months that we've started this, Blake? Six months? Yeah, it was so. in May. Actually, I was going to bring that up and look. I think it was in May when our first one was. Another thing, I'm sorry, Ryan, to catch up. One thing, you know, I, like I always, I want to just add value to, you know, all, our, all these people. And I think these stories, even if you pick one or two things off, it adds value uh, to people's lives. And I think that's important, uh, especially our the retailers that listen to this. Like, there's some, been some really good things in some of these podcasts that yeah. I've gotten out of, and I know Ryan has too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that, that was one of the things that I that really drew me to the PAL group was the networking and the sharing of stories. And and one of the things that I learned at a, one of my first PAL events was there's always someone going through the exact same thing you are. It might be, uh, you know, tailored a little bit different to their store, but if, if you have a problem, more than likely somebody out there has the same problem. That's what we want to try to help everyone through those those problems that are going on. Definitely. So um, I guess kind of how did you, when you decided, okay, let's start this podcast, um, how did you kind of, did you spread the word through just word of mouth? Did, you know, I know social media can be a, you know, there's some things we love about it and some things that are frustrating, but how have you kind of spread and marketed your, your, the podcast and have you noticed that it's increased since you first started? So we, we marketed it through our um, PAL group. We have um, ways to communicate through PAL, through email, mm-hmm. um, and other means of doing so. So we just marketed just to, to ACE retailers, um, and, and it's grown since then. And Blake looks at the statistics more than I do, but he told me that you know people are listening to it internationally, and it's just crazy to think <laughs> that two, two Midwestern guys can you know be, be listened to internationally. Yeah. For sure, you're yeah, I mean, we got, ready for your tour. Looking right here. We got uh, some from the Netherlands, Germany, UK, Mexico, and Italy. So That's really cool. I don't know really who cool. that would be. but. <laughs> well, what do you think, um, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about the progressive ACE leaders. Is this something you're like, within ACE you're invited to? Like, I, I know every different wholesaler and co-op kind of has their own little, they have groups within the group, but I'm just curious about this. It sounds like it's been really beneficial for both of you guys. Blake's the president, so right. I'll let him talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the PAL group has been around, I think, since early 2000. It was started by Ray Griffith, former uh, CEO of ACE. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is what I've heard is um, uh, Ray went to a show one time and uh, just walking around and just noticing all these store owners' kids instead of mingling and talking with each other, they're just kind of following their parents around, right? Yeah. And so I think the idea was started uh, progressive based leaders to get the kids together uh, to knowing that, you know, this is the future of the company. These people are going to be in charge in the next 10 years to 15 years, right? And uh, getting together to share ideas and to think out of the box 
and uh, to move the company forward, right? And so uh, when people always ask, you know, what's pal to, pal to you, uh, it's all that, right? But it, it, to me, it comes down to relationships. It's like um, I tell people all the time, you know, I'm going to know Ryan for another 30 to 40 years, right? We're going to be going to A shows and doing things. And, uh, and that's the same thing with all these pal members I've met. You know, we're going to be doing these things, hopefully, <laughs> mm-hmm. for another 30 to 40 years. And uh, to continue to build those relationships is so important. Uh, for your co-op and uh, as you move forward because we are we are the future of ace right you know and if we're not together as a group then that's not that's gonna be bad it's gonna hurt so uh, so yeah we meet um, we have a summit once a year and then we have usually a get together before the shows and uh, just do some networking that way and then we have like Ryan mentioned earlier a Google group we share together um, so people will ask questions on there and currently there's about 200 PAL members, but really there's like anybody can get on, can be a PAL. Uh, that's part of the ACE. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, it's young, younger retailers is where it started with. And they're still, they call them the old PALs. They're some of the ones that were from the beginning that are still part of the group that are no longer younger. <laughs> yeah, they're young at heart. That's what's important, right? That's exactly right. I'm, and I'm qu- quickly almost becoming one of those. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, what's been the response from ACE? And, you know, this is a very, it's, it's focused specifically on ACE retailers. So what has your co-op's response been? Have you heard anything from like your, your sales reps or like anyone, anyone from like corporate or anything? What are some of the responses you've gotten from them? Oh yeah. They, oh, they all like it. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. Blake and I are both on the steering committee. Um, we have three corporate um, people that sit on the steering committee with us. John Van Heisen, our current CEO, is very supportive of PAL. Um, he, he messages us, he contacts us, and makes sure that everything's going, going smoothly if, if he can help in any way. Um, so it's, it's a very good relationship with ACE. Uh, the, the sales team, the, the, the corporate staff in the field they they try to push pal to whoever might be interested and and it's a good relationship overall between ace and and us pal retailers has have has john listened to your podcast you know or or has anyone else been listening to it that like have you gotten any emails like oh my gosh i loved it or just curious if you've heard anything from any of them I have I have never heard that John's listened to it. I don't know if he has or not. Uh, and I know Andy Enright, who used to be on the PAL steering committee with us, listens to it. Um, I, I'm not even sure what Andy's title is anymore. He's changed so much, but uh, I know I know they do because actually you can <laughs> drill in on the app we use, uh-huh. which is called Anchor, and you can see that a bunch of a bunch of people in Oakbrook and around that area listen to it. So those yeah. aren't retailers; those are corporate people exactly someone's listening i love it Um, exactly so a lot of times people get great ideas like this you know whether it's launching a podcast or something else and sometimes the hardest thing is not coming up with the idea it's executing um and so i'd be curious using this as an example how how did you guys make it happen and um has has this type of have you done these types of things in your businesses outside of obviously the podcast but like 
what do you think it takes to to say okay I have this idea whether it's I want to open a second hardware store or I want to start a podcast or I want to do this or that how do you get from step one to step two and and see it to fruition the, the thing is communication I, I think when when you talk about our our two companies our two our two sets of three hardware stores you know you have a lot of things that as an owner you want to do but you rely on your managers and, and people in the stores to to execute that. So communication has got to be key number one. And then the willingness to, to change lanes and to, to modify your plans as you go along and, and see what's working, see what's not working and adjust accordingly. And that's got to be the biggest, biggest two takeaways from that. For sure. So yeah, I agree with Ryan, you know, commu- communication key. And honestly, that's where I, I, I struggle with personally, but, uh, definitely doing a podcast and even with the stores you got to take care of that communication definitely so i guess what have you enjoyed and like what are some of the biggest takeaways i know we we said earlier on you were talking about how you know you've learned a lot from some of these retailers are there any examples or any things that really stood out to you from all the episodes you've done and um like are any of the things that you've talked to retailers about like a a turned the light bulb on and, and made you consider different things you could try in your own business? Uh, so, yeah, like I said, Ryan and I talked about this morning, we we're talking about this a little bit. It's like we've done, I personally, I've done enough interviews. I'm like, some of them have got lost with uh, you know, what we talked about, but there's one that in particular, a uh, good friend, Preston Bullock, it stands out. And, um, and honestly, it's, it's, when I look at our app, you know, he's got the most listens uh, still. Yeah. Um, but he he talked about this one little simple thing. Uh, they do like a super Saturday uh, where they always beat their, their sales records from the Saturday before and basically just bonuses people to beat the, the, uh, the sales from last year on the same day, uh, that Saturday. And uh, if they do it, then they get, I can't remember where Ryan off the top of my head, Ten dollars, something like that, and it's just something so simple, so simple and easy, right? But it's just like, oh man, that's easy. How can, first of all, I was mad at me to tell me this years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but it's like, just so many simple things, and then it's just hearing these stories of things that they're doing, and uh, or how they're helping the community. It's things like that. It's like, man, I could do so much better. <laughs> Every time I come back from the Pal Summit, I'm like. Oh man, we're still in the dark ages on some of this stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, there's always something you can learn from from fellow retailers and and ideas. I think you can glean. Um, so, what I guess are your thoughts on just the hardware industry and like the home improvement industry? What do you think about what's going on now? It's 2020, which is so crazy to say. And um, what are your hopes and and dreams for the future? both in, in your businesses and then just in the independent market? I think that our businesses, the, the market itself will be relevant for years to come in the future. You talk about brick and mortar um, at one time, possibly diminishing significantly. And I, I find that hard to do in, in our hardware category where it comes to, to hardware and, and home improvement and home um, preservation. And then you got the categories like grilling needs where you have to buy 
fuel for your grill every week, and you're not going to go online and necessarily buy that and wait for it to get there because you need it now. Um, I think our stores, are, uh, my stores are aligned um, in the hardware industry to to take on anything that, that's thrown on us online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with the leadership um, between w- within my family that we're willing to change and adapt to what we need to in the, in the future, um, maybe not as quickly as other um, hardware stores, but I think that overall the long-term growth of our business, uh, it will continue to grow and it will be a, a viable um, industry for for my, myself and my, my children as, as they grow up. Definitely. Um, I think as the world continues to turn towards more impersonal uh, online buying that the local small town, not necessarily small town, small uh, relationship-based businesses will continue to grow and prosper mm-hmm. um, just because relationships matter still. And we are human pe- human beings that need relationships uh, as much as people are like, I hate peopling today. Um, anybody comes in the store and you say their name, they love to hear their own name, right? Yeah. And so it's like uh, the future is – I think going to. I think we're going to have a generation that comes back and says, "Oh, I'm tired of online. I'm tired of all this stuff. I want more relationship." And it, you can always see it in local, right? The whole local movement, and that yeah. just plays right into uh, small town hardware, small time hardware stores. And so I think the market for stores in the future are going to be great. Um, just because of those aspects right there. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Obviously, you know, we're going to have to be in the online game and all that stuff. Uh, but in the long run, I think relationships matter and getting away from the impersonal is going to be something that is huge in the future. I agree. I definitely agree. I think that, um, you know, some of the convenient aspect I get, and I think that you, it's not going to go away, but I do think that the benefit of having – your independent hardware store to go to is that they do know your name. You know, you build those relationships and you're able to um, really get to know your community. Whereas if you go to the big box or you go online, you're not getting that connection. And especially with, with the younger generations, I think they're, they're craving that because social media can be great, but it can also be very isolating. So you feel alone. So if, yeah, if your one I, interaction I is going to the hardware like, store, that's great, you know? I mean, you look at, like, the Gen Z that's coming up right now that's kind of come up with their parents, you know, being on social media and looking at their phones all the time. You just know there's going to be a pushback from the, op- the opposite direction of people saying, you're always on your phone. And, and yeah. so that Gen Z and whatever the next gen is going to be, because I have no idea, <laughs> uh, it's going to be like, uh, you know, let's do less of this stuff. Let's out there and you see it already happening you see people like let's go do you know get out and see people and do things instead of like being online and inside so it's it's you know it's just like every other generation they kind of push back from what their parents did for sure um so do you guys when you go to like when you're going to the upcoming ace market are you going to do any podcasts on site or how do you kind of go about doing it Go ahead, Blake. Well, okay. Uh, Ryan wants to. 
I pushed back and said, I don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we, we've discussed it. One of our problems is like we do everything over the phone. Yeah. And so it's like if we sit down and, uh, and like talk to each other, staring at each other on the phone, I suppose we could do it. I don't know. Uh, Looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tackle the technical side of it. And, uh, and every time I see my, I go to the show, I just seem like I never have time to even walk around on the show. And, you know, I'd obviously have a lot of things to do with my, yeah. with, um, my time and what, how I'm spending it. But, uh, to squeeze in a podcast, I don't know. We might be able to, we've been talking, we want to talk to Matt Heisen eventually. I'm just not sure when we can do that. And he has to say yes to it too. So yeah, that, there's his, there's his first call right there. You know, he, if he's listened to this, he, he has to uh, do a podcast with us. Shout sometime. out to John Van Heisen. That's right. <laughs> I think he would do it. He went on Dan's uh, podcast. Dan Trotjax. Yeah, I think he'd do it too. Yeah. I think he would do it. Definitely. You guys are retailers. Yeah. He he represents right. the Ace industry, and you guys are obviously in in Ace stores. I think he would do it. So, do yeah, it. He he works he works for us. Exactly. Make the pitch. <laughs> Um, so are there any other things that you'd want to share with our listeners, um, whether it's about podcasts or maybe, you know, if they're listening to ours, hopefully they've, maybe they've stumbled across yours as well. Um, are there any episodes you think they should listen to or just start from the beginning and binge listen? Um, anything that you want to share with them? Uh, I'll say this, you know we talked about earlier how I got pushed by my friend. I'm like, there's anything out there that you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. Like push yourself, you know, make yourself better. That's one of the things, you know, me and my friend Taylor talks about. It's like, let's just get outside your comfort zone. And I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, you know, this isn't the easiest thing to do. And you know that yeah. uh, it's like sit down and have a conversation with somebody over the phone that you don't even necessarily know. And, uh, but I think it's made us both better retailers it's made us better people, you know, listening and yeah. being able to talk and all that stuff. I'm like, uh, and that's what, you know, I want people to push themselves and make themselves better. Um, so, you know, sitting on a fence about starting a podcast, just do it. I mean, yeah, stop him and hawing around, just get out and do it. So uh, as far as episodes to listen to, I could tell you that the least the episode is the, that hasn't been listened to the most is mine. Oh, no. Why do you think? <laughs> so, I don't know. People don't like me. Uh, no way. You've just yeah. won them over now, uh, so they're going to listen to this, and they're going to go, hold on, I'm going to pause it and go and listen to your episode. Exactly. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. you got to go listen to mine so I can show everybody that we've interviewed, like, mine's the best. Exactly. Uh, but, no, they're all, they're all good. Ryan's is very good. They're all great stories. You know, I, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite one. Uh, and I don't want to because they might get mad at me if I pick one. So, I know. Ryan, do you have a favorite one? I I don't. I I will say I just interviewed Eric Hassett yesterday. Oh, he's great. And that was it, – it is – he's great. And I'm looking forward to releasing that one in the very near future because that was that was just fun to sit there and the time flew by, I think, faster than the other ones. And, I mean, when you're interviewing somebody and talking about their business – Time just flies. You look at your watch. You know we got to move on and get you out back into your store. But they're all fun to do, and and you you got to pick up that nugget, and and that's one of the things that whatever you're doing uh, for your business, pick up that one nugget you, that you can, you can take back and make it your own. 
because exactly. that, that's what really helps grow your business. Exactly. Um, yep. On mine, uh, speaking of a specific, Gina Schaefer, I interviewed her a couple episodes ago, and she just has such a cool story. Um, and so I, I think episodes like Gina or just anyone in general, there's so many retailers doing such cool things in our industry. And um, I love what you guys are doing, promoting stories. Obviously, we're all about that. Um, and it was great getting to talk to the two of you today and, and learn more about your businesses. Um, I'm sure you, in each of your episodes on your podcast, you go more in depth. So I didn't want to bog down into the history of your stores too much, um, just because they can go listen to it on yours. So, um, but it was great talking to you guys today and, um, any, any final thoughts or, or, or words before, before we, um, say goodbye. No, I would say, Renee, you're, you're doing a great job. And I, I listened to Gina's. It was great. And I've listened to a couple other ones. So I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, just look forward to growing, obviously, Ace Hardware. But we're, we're for all the independents, right? So exactly. we're looking forward to all the independents being taken care of, too. So yeah, you're doing I, a great job. Thank you. I always say to any retailer I talk to, I'm like, I we NRHA is the Switzerland of the hardware industry. So we support all. <laughs> we're here for all. Obviously, you know, the independence, not not all all, but um yeah, we're we're just excited to see progressive leaders like yourself. So keep doing it and anyone who's listening, make sure to follow and subscribe to the Pal Pod. Can where all the, where all can they find you guys? Is it on iTunes, Spotify, like what are all the places to yep, any, find it? Yep, any any place that uh, podcasts are at, that's where it's at. Okay, okay. Yep. So hear that, people. Go follow them. Go listen. Are you guys on social media? Do you share anything on social media with it, or do they just need to discover you and then and then find your like website and send you emails? <laughs> yeah, we don't have a website, and we only have our own personal social media. Unless Ryan, do you have a pal social media that you've set up or? Uh, how a podcast social media is set up that I don't know about. I, I don't feel I'm quite ready to be a public figure yet. So when that comes, <laughs> I'm, I'll set it up. You guys don't have okay. a TikTok yet? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Might be a while before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just, I'm just teasing, but um, it was really great yep. talking to you guys today. And thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy days to talk to us here at Hardware Retailing and, and the Tell Me More podcast. Uh, listeners, it was great uh, getting to listen to the episode. And, and please let us know if you have anything else you want us to, to, to find out there. If you guys have any other stories that you're like, you're not telling, make sure you let us know as well, okay? Awesome. We will. Okay, Perfect. guys. Thank, thank you. you so much. I uh, appreciate your thank time, you. and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.